Welcome to the Junk Refund Show, hosted by Alan J. Cook, founder of 1-800-JUNK-REFUND. Have you ever paid those expensive junk removal companies to take away some of your stuff? Only to say to yourself, as a truck drives off down the street, some of that stuff wasn't junk. Did they try to sell it for you and give you some money back? No. Well, now there is a company that can do just that. Listen to our weekly junk refund show on BBS Radio TV to learn how one lady spent $375 on junk removal and got $3,200 back. 1-800-JUNK-REFUND represents the next generation of junk removal. Learn how to not only save your money on junk removal, but how to get some money coming back. Plus, purchase one of our radio vouchers during the show to save even more on your junk removal. Let's get the junk out of your home and out of your life. Now, with your host, Alan J. Cook. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to be on the radio here. I have been on the road for a week, and I am back home in North Bethesda, Maryland, Rockville, Maryland area, and I'm just going to fill you in on what I've learned and what I've done for the last week because I have I have gotten junk out of my travel life. I've gotten junk out of my spiritual life. I've gotten junk out of my family life. I've gotten junk out of a home in Sarasota, Florida, which I just got back from, which I'll tell you all about. And I, this is basically a, a series of shout-outs, um, about 20 of them, 23 of them actually right now, um, that I'm going to talk to you about just that basically tells you what's happened to me since I was on the radio last. It's been about a week since I've been gone, um, and it's been a, a fabulous week. It's an amazing time to be alive. I've told people that it's never been better in the history of the world to be alive than right now. It is so sweet in so many ways, even with all the problems that are out there and all the concerns and all the contention and all the stuff that goes on. All things considered, better to be alive right now than any other time in the history of the world, in my opinion. Um, an example of that, I, I uh, have done a shout out before. In fact, I did a show a few months back talking about Frontier Airlines. When I I predominantly fly what I'm going to call the cheap airlines, Frontier and Spirit and some of these, because I tend to travel by myself and I get the best rates when I do this. When I started flying Frontier Airlines a number of years ago, six or seven years ago, something like that, nobody had anything good to say about Frontier Airlines. Nobody. On the planes, off the planes, in the terminals, nobody had anything good to say about them. But I've got a lot of family out in the Utah area. Frontier has a hub in Denver. It was cheap to fly from Washington, D.C. to Salt Lake City via Denver. And so I started flying Frontier. Well, pretty soon, and that's where this whole story for the last week starts, is that I um, flew from here out to Salt Lake City um, last Friday and uh, embarked on on an adventure. So 
the point of the frontier thing is that I just kept flying. And when, when you only accumulate 20,000 miles, you become an elite member on frontier, which means you get to board the plane first. When you make your reservations, they initially, they charge you if you want to get an exit row seat. I'm 6'3", so I like the extra leg room. But I never go in and get them and, and reserve the exit row seat for myself. I just pick one of the other seats, like an aisle seat, because it costs nothing for the other seats. And I don't want to pay the initial fee for the exit row seat. So when I initially make my reservation, I just go in and pick an, pick an aisle seat. And then when it's time to check in, it allows you to go back and do the seats a second time. And this time, you get the exit row seats for free. They recline. They have a little extra padding in the seats. There's lots of legroom. So I get to board the plane first. I get the best seats on the plane. And Frontier just flies me across the country back and forth. But that's just the prep, the prep for the real killer good thing. And that is that my, my brother Ron told me about eight months ago about their Go Wild Pass. I've mentioned this before on the show. The Go Wild Pass says, pay us, and this was the introductory, you know, preseason offer, pay us $599 and you can travel for free for a year. All you do is pay the airport taxes. So my brother told me about that, and I went, oh, man, I could save on that deal. Um, so I did. I bought it. And to date, and I'm only it, – it started around the first part of May. They really kind of let us get going the middle of April and start booking flights. But I, I spent $599 on it. I've probably saved close to $3,000 in airfare so far, and I still have eight months to go to use the pass. Which brings me back to last Friday when I went in and hopped on a flight uh, in Washington, D.C., flew out to Denver, and then flew on to Salt Lake City. That, that one-way fare was 30 bucks. That's not a typo. It was $30. That's the go-wild fare. Shout number one to the great folks at Frontier and their their almost always brand new planes. I mean, these, if these planes fall out of the sky, it's, it's, you know, an act of God, I guess. I don't know. They're just not going to fall out of the sky. These are really good planes. These people have been really nice. And um, anyway, shout out to Frontier. So then I'm there at the Salt Lake Airport. Shout out to Hertz. So I, I fly across the country for 30 bucks. I uh, had gotten on my phone prior to that and made a reservation through Priceline. Shout out to them to rent a Hertz uh, mid-sized SUV, and I hop in the SUV in Salt Lake City, and I am headed to Helena, Montana, which is about 550 miles due north of Salt Lake City. I hop in the car, I take off, and I am uh, headed to Helena, Montana, because uh, having talked about the, the, uh, the airfare side that I got some of the junk out of, um, you can't imagine how much fun it is to just sit in the best pl- seats on the plane, fly across the country, and know that you only paid 30 bucks. I mean, that's like three McDonald's Big Mac meals, right? Gets me across the country. So then I hop in this Hertz rental car, and I take off for Helena, Montana. The reason I'm going to Helena, Montana, is that on the spiritual side of my life, I like to go around and visit the different temples that are owned and operated by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
If you've ever been to Salt Lake City, the Salt Lake City Temple is kind of the earmark temple. It's one of the first ones we built out there. We now have like 315 of these babies around the world. And about half of those, a little more than half of those, are open and operating. The rest of them are announced and are under construction, etc. It's a wonderful thing. This is kind of my mecca that I go to. I go to these different locations and for about two hours go in and do just like we'll call them sacraments kind of thing, ordinances, special things that kind of teach me um, what God expects of me in my life and what I promise to do for him and he'll promise to do for me. And it's a it's a win-win situation, as Stephen Covey would say. So I'm going to Helena, Montana, because of the 84 operating temples around the United States that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints runs or owns. I've been to 83 of them. I do this as kind of my spiritual getaway. We have one, a big one, on the Beltway here in Washington, D.C. We have them all over the country. And over the last about six years, um, in January 2017, I set a goal to go to these different temples twice a month, to go to a temple twice a month, and ideally, just to make it fun, to make it different temples. That, to me, was kind of challenging and exciting. Well, six and a half years later, and two years off because of COVID, because they shut these all down around the world during COVID, I've now been to about 80, eight, I've been to 84 of the 84 operating temples in the United States. Helena, Montana was the one that I had not been to. So I basically caught up with the church's program. This is a spiritual retreat. And so the cool thing about the Helena, Montana temple is that it was, it's the first one we've ever done that was fabricated. They built this thing in Birmingham, Alabama, in 25 sections, put it on 25 18-wheeler tractor-trailer trucks, and drove it to Helena, Montana. And then in a period of two weeks, you literally put this thing together in pieces. And it's a beautiful building. If you, if you want to Google Helena, Montana Temple, it'll pop up and you'll see it. Um, so I, I, that was like last Friday. It was my, it was, again, it's the, it's the one that I had not been to. I have been to these temples from, gosh, everywhere from Fort Lauderdale, Florida to Boston, Massachusetts, from San Antonio, Texas to Chicago, Illinois, from San Diego, California to Seattle, Washington, and from Anchorage, Alaska to Kona, Hawaii. And as the church keeps coming out with new temples and they finish them off and they dedicate these temples and have a special ceremony for that, then they're open to the public. And then I go out and put another one on my schedule and go. To so I, I loved flying to Utah. I loved getting the, uh, the Hertz rental car. I loved going to the Helena, Montana temple, which was great. And a shout out to the folks out in Montana. And I guess in Utah and in Idaho, who have set those speed limits at 80 miles an hour in some of these deserted areas. We don't have that in Washington, D.C. So I'm out there. I set the speedometer for, for 84 miles an hour, put it on cruise control, and just operated the vehicle with my thumb, adjusting my speed up and back as I go. 
So I can't tell you how much fun it was to go 84 miles an hour legitimately um, in this gorgeous, basically kind of barren, in, on one hand, countryside of Montana and Idaho, these, these mountains and rolling hills, and it's just, just beautiful country out there. And boy, is there a lot of room. There's a lot of ground out there that's, I guess it's either being farmed or it's ranches or whatever you might call it. But anyway, I had a blast going up to Helena, Montana, going to the temple up there and coming back. And I will tell you this, when I got there, I arrived in Helena at about two in the morning and I'm scheduled to go to my, uh, my session there in the temple at eight in the morning. And I didn't realize that when you go on your phone to book a reservation for a hotel, that the if it's I guess if it's past midnight, then then it's kind of hard to just book a reservation for the day before because it's now the next day, and they the the, the app says okay we'll book you a hotel for tonight. Well, I didn't need a hotel for tonight. I needed a hotel for like six hours, and you can't do that. I didn't realize that. I should have booked it a little bit earlier. So I pulled into Helena and I'm not really sure where to go. I've got, I, I know how to get to the temple because that's on my GPS system, but I pull into the, into the town, never been to Helena, Montana before. It's two in the morning. I've been driving for eight hours. I'm frankly tired and I just want to get some rest. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of not using my turn signals as I'm trying to decide, Oh, there's a Burger King light down the street. Maybe I'll go get something to eat real quick because I'm a little bit hungry. Maybe I'll turn left and go into the one of the hotels that's kind of in the chain that I use a lot and see what their deal is. Well, I guess a couple of, you know, I looked kind of indecisive as I was driving on the main street of Helena by myself at two in the morning. I finally turned left without a turn signal, turned left again without a turn signal into the parking lot of a day's in up there. And immediately some red and blue lights flash and come on from right behind me. So a policeman pulled me over and goes, man, you kind of look like you've been a little a little drunk or something, the way you were zigzagging back and forth and not using your turn signals and everything. I said, hey, I'm, a, I'm, I'm here to visit this temple that's, that's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He goes, oh, is that the Mormon temple? I went, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we used to call ourselves, yeah. He goes, oh, you guys don't drink, do you? I said, no, we don't. He goes, well, so much for worrying about you being drunk. A young guy, really cool guy. He says, I'm just going to give you a warning. I know you're tired. I said, yeah, I just drove up from Salt Lake, et cetera. So I called one of the hotels then and said, you know, what's the rate just for right now? And it was like 120 bucks. And on the apps, the rate for the same hotel was like 70 bucks. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to spend 120 bucks for five hours because I, you know, once I leave the temple, I'm headed back to Utah to do some other stuff. So I, drove over by next door to our temple. We have a regular church, a church meeting house with a big parking lot. And I have a mid-sized SUV and I just, and there's nobody there. And I just pulled up in the parking lot there in kind of a darker area, turned the lights off, put the seats down, crawled in the back and spent about five hours rolling back and forth, trying to get some sleep in the back of this SUV. So I am one of those crazy guys that, that will, do that kind of stuff if I'm by myself. We'll do that kind of stuff and and we'll enjoy it actually. And then I get up at about seven thirty in the morning, do a quick clothes change and a whammo. I walk into the temple and I'm back on a spiritual high again. That was the introduction to this trip. Now, when I was done with that 
with temple work, I basically turned the car south, put it on cruise control, 84 miles an hour. And I, it's now Saturday, and I head straight down to Spanish Fork, Utah, which is nine hours away. And I'm going down there to, uh, to be there for a church meeting the next morning where my nephew, I have 56, by the way, nieces and nephews. I have 10 siblings. I have 56 nieces and nephews. One of those kids is named Josh, and Josh is 18, has graduated from high school, and decided to serve a, a, a church mission for our church. And he's going to do a little bit unique style. He's going to be a service missionary, which means they're not going to send him to, like, Denmark or whatever. They're going to let him stay at home, and he's going to serve in the community and in our church, pretty much in the church more so than the community, helping with just lots of different things that he can do. But they're going to allow him to live at home, but he's going to be under kind of some somewhat, somewhat strict guidelines. and. Last Sunday, he gave his kind of his, we call it a farewell talk, his final talk before he starts this mission. Well, he's a cool kid, and I wanted to kind of support him. And one of the main reasons I went out there was to go to this meeting that he would be speaking at. And coincidentally, I could I could check off another one of our temples by just driving north to Helena, Montana. So... I am sitting there in the church meeting Sunday morning. I'm there supporting my my nephew and having a great time, really excited that I'm there. And I look up on the on the on the front of the church, and the presiding officer of the church in that geographic area is sitting up there. We call it on the stand. He's sitting up on the stand, presiding at this meeting. And I look at him and I think, man, he looks a lot like my friend Sean. And in Washington, D.C., we had a guy who worked for the FBI named Sean Martin who came out about a year ago and was in our congregation for about nine months, and the bishop of our congregation asked him to work with me in doing some of the missionary work in the area, and he was, he was my assistant. And this is a very cool guy that everybody loved and just got to know him. And I looked at, I looked at this guy sitting up on the stand back in Spanish work, Utah, who's presiding at this meeting. And I swear it's, it's Sean's twin brother. I mean, he just looks exactly like him and his name, we call him president, the title for the church, basically stake president is called, we call him president and his last name's Martin. And I'm going, well, that's the right last name. And man, he sure looks like Sean. So after the meeting, I went up to him and I shook his hand and I said, and, and Sean has since moved back to Las Vegas. I said, hey, you don't by chance have a brother who lives in Las Vegas, do you? He says, yeah, I do. I said, is his name Sean? He said, yeah. I said, Sean is my good buddy who was back in Washington for nine months, and he and I did a lot of work together in our church. And President Martin just breaks out laughing, takes a quick selfie, shoots it off to Sean, who's doing something in the other part of the world right now, I think an assignment or something. And here, here I am sitting in a church meeting, and the guy presiding at this meeting is the brother of my good buddy that I spent nine months with out in Washington, D.C. I just thought, it's amazing, amazing what, what happens here. So I'm just having the time of my life. I'm out there with a lot of family um, supporting my nephew, have been on kind of a spiritual high on Friday up to this temple, learned a lot about kind of what we're doing that way 
uh, with the church, etc., and these temples that we built. And um, and and on Friday also, and maybe it was even Thursday, I got a call from a guy, and then I had been talking to his brother for a couple of weeks about doing a clean out of their parents' home down in Sarasota, Florida. Well, they called me on Thursday or Friday. It was a special Labor Day deal. You pay $1,973 because that's the year that I entered the workforce at the age of 15. And you get about $3,500 with a junk removal done. Well, this guy went in and bought one. And then he said, can you be in the Tampa area, Sarasota area on Tuesday, the 12th? So, Prior to Thursday, I was planning on just coming to Utah, doing my thing, being there with my family and with my nephew, and then flying back on Monday. Well, now, change of plans, I need to reroute to Tampa. So I went in on my Frontier, my flyfrontier.com uh, on the phone, looked up the, the flight from, from Denver, their big hub, to Tampa. That flight was 30 bucks Monday afternoon. I bought it. So I rerouted myself. And uh, Monday morning, I guess it was, I flew Salt Lake to Denver and stayed there for an hour, then flew to Cincinnati, then flew from Cincinnati to Tampa. And I'm in Tampa, Florida, Monday afternoon about 5 o'clock to do a junk removal job that starts Tuesday, which is what I'm going to tell you about next. We're going to take a break here. You're on the Junk Refund Show with Alan Cook, your host in Rockville, Maryland. Having a great time. Just got back from being on the road for a week, and I'm trying to share with you how I got the junk out of a bunch of different parts of my life, including a very nice condo that we're about to talk about this in Sarasota, Florida. We'll be back in just a second to, uh, to tell you more about my last week of adventures on the Junk Refund Show. Have you ever hired one of those expensive junk removal companies, then wondered what they did with the stuff? Especially the good stuff. At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we junk the junk. Recycle stuff like metal and wire. Donate items and get you receipts. And put up for sale the good stuff. And if it sells, you get some money back. Cynthia paid $375 for junk removal and got $3,200 back. Would you like to know how she did it? Tune in to the Junk Refund Show with your host, Alan J. Cook, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time to get the junk not only out of your home, but also out of your life. This is Alan Cook, back with the Junk Refund Show, coming to you from Rockville, Maryland. Um, by the way, if you have any questions you want to just call in while we're on the show and ask about any of the stuff we're talking about, 888-627-6008. Happy to take your questions and answer any questions about how to get the junk out of your home or out of your life. So I've been talking about my last week, and I uh, started last Friday, and I am up till Monday afternoon where I am now just I've just flown from Salt Lake City via Denver via Cincinnati to Tampa 
And at Tampa, I rent a pickup truck from Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Now, again, I love, I love Enterprise. I love Hertz. I, I go into, we use Enterprise a lot when we have big house cleanouts to do or other things. It's just so easy to use. The rates are fabulous. And I went into this terminal in Tampa, uh, having reserved this in advance, I, a full-size pickup truck. That pickup truck ran about $45 a day, unlimited mileage. I don't pay the extra insurance stuff. I, my own insurance covers you know, rental cars and stuff like that, and I'm a pretty safe driver. But, um, so I don't really worry about that. So the rate for this truck was only like $109 or something like that, 110 for two days with unlimited miles. So I've got a full-size pickup truck. I'm in Tampa, and I'm headed south to Sarasota, which I arrive in about an hour later. I go on my app from uh, Wyndham Resorts, and I find I use my points that I get from staying at Wyndham Resorts around the country, and I use those points to pay for the rooms when I go on the road to do a business job. So... Think about this for a second. If you just do the math, this guy paid us about 2000 bucks to go clean out a, a condo. I found out in advance from him that it's a one-story condo. That's good because if it has you know, an upstairs and a basement and we're lugging a bunch of stuff out of there, then I probably need a second guy to help me. If it's all on one story, which is easy, and if the stuff that I you know, have to haul away is not too massively big, then you can probably just rent a pickup truck and by making a bunch of runs in the pickup truck, get the job done and everybody's happy. And you don't have to rent the big truck, the big box truck, and pay for the mileage while you drive it from Tampa 50 miles south to Sarasota. And you don't have to just worry about you know, the extra cost. It costs more than just a regular pickup truck. So you're saving money. You've got a pickup truck that'll haul stuff around. It's unlimited miles, and the truck was cheap, and great. So I go to the I go to the Wyndham app, and I it, it I'm telling them I'm going to use points, and it looks for you know hotels in the area, and I book a hotel for a certain amount of points, and my hotel stay is free, and they give me breakfast in the morning. So so far. To get from Salt Lake City to Tampa was 30 bucks. To rent the truck was about 120 bucks or something like that. The hotel cost was free, and I've been paid $2,000 to do this job. So at 9 o'clock the next morning, in fact, honest, actually on Monday night, I went over there, and uh, uh, load, they had a, a bunch of trash that had to go that was all pre-bagged, and then they had a garage full of stuff. And we'll put this whole, I make a video of these trips when I go out of town. This video will be up on our YouTube channel, 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, probably within 24 hours. And you can kind of see what I'm telling you all about. But this is a junk, a junk removal show, so we'll get into the junk removal stuff here. So I've got the pickup truck. I'm down there. I go down uh, Monday night. I load up a bunch of bags of stuff. I fill up the back of the pickup truck. And I'm going to dump it the next morning. In, I have no idea yet where, but someplace in the Sarasota area. Well, the customer is is the son of the guy who passed away, and this is his dad's house we're cleaning out. 
he's impressed because I showed up early and I've already taken one pickup truckload of stuff out. And one of the first things he asked me is, how are you going to get the, he says, you're not here by yourself, are you? And I went, well, so far I am. But he, I said, you know, me and some dollies, we usually can make it work. Well, how are you going to get the big stuff? Well, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. I'm sure it'll work out just fine. The big stuff he's referring to is a China cabinet, a two-piece China cabinet, which I've done a boatload of China cabinets, a bunch of them by myself. It's not that big a deal. But um, anyway, it was kind of fun because he was kind of going, well, how's this guy going to do this? Anyway, so I leave Monday night. I've got this load of stuff. I go back to the hotel. Tuesday morning, I'm on the phone Googling. And again, just think about this. I think about how easy this is today with the technology that we've got. I'm Googling Sarasota County or City Landfill, and it pulls up, you know, six or seven places. I call a couple of them and find out that based on where I am in Sarasota, that I need to go to, a, to the Sarasota County dump, which is about 10 miles away. No big deal. Now, I've been around the country going in and out of dumps, cleaning out people's homes. Sometimes when you drive in there just with a pickup truck, their minimum charge is $195. In Montgomery County, Maryland, as a resident, if I fill up a pickup truck and it has less than 500 pounds of stuff in it, which it frequently does, I don't pay anything. If I do end up paying something, it's 20 or $30. Shout out to the Sarasota County dump down there that their minimum charge is 15 bucks. And I went there four or five times in the course of the last three days, and each time it was $15. That's cheap, folks, in our business. So I've got the rental truck. I'm driving around just loading it up, and I'm just driving back and forth to this house to load up different loads of stuff and then taking it over to the Sarasota County dump. Now, this is shout-out number 11. I'm halfway through. Shout-out number 11 is to PayPal because the guy bought the deal on PayPal, and when I need to use a debit card or credit card, I guess a debit card in this case, to pay the fees at the dump, I just hop on the phone and do a transfer of 100 bucks from the PayPal account over to my checking account, and then I use the credit card to pay for it, right? So that transaction, that transfer happens in about three minutes total, any time, day or night, any day of the week. I go in and I just shift money from one to the other. It's then ready to go, and whammo, I pay for it, and I'm good. Now think about that. I mean, you know, I don't have to get in the horse and buggy and go down to the bank and get cash or whatever, you know, or whatever I used to, or gold coins, or whatever they used to do back in the 1800s. I, I just go in on my phone, I make the transfer, I then go in and I pay for it, and it's done, right? And it's so simple and so easy that I get ticked off if I mishit a key on the phone and the transfer gets delayed, or I have, you know, I have to reboot the phone or whatever. But it's just such a convenient way to go. And so I just love the electronic um, way that you can do life these days, in this case with PayPal, and transfer money back over to my bank so I can then use it. So I go in and I take care of some loads of, of trash and stuff. I will tell you that in the in the two days that I was there, I did this job on, on started Monday night, but most of it done on Tuesday and Wednesday. I did one pickup truck of trash on Monday night. 
I did seven pickup truck loads of stuff on Tuesday. Now, they had a lot of the stuff, maybe maybe half of it was already in the garage. And so that's easy. You back up to the garage and you just look through it and put some stuff in. Um, I did seven loads on Tuesday. I did six loads yesterday. That's 14 loads altogether. And that, from a to convert it to a, like a 12-foot box truck, which is the basic unit that we use when we charge for our hauling services, that's like three and a half of those. And we charge 700 bucks for one. So this guy, when three and a half of those is around $2,600, and he bought the special for $1,973, he's saving seven to 800 bucks on his job. So he's loving that. So we do four different things with the stuff we get our hands on. We junk the junk, which is why I went to the Sarasota County dump. We recycle stuff like metal and wire. One of the loads that I took out was all metal, took it to a local scrap dealer. They bought it from me for 25 bucks. One of them pays for my airfare. Um, we donate stuff, and this is a, a big shout-out to the folks at Goodwill in Sarasota, Florida. They have Goodwill stores all over the place down there because you just think of the demographics and all the retired people that are there and all the furniture that's getting moved from one place to another, and etc. cetera. Um, there's a lot of donation places down there, people downsizing, you know, people getting rid of stuff, kind of later part of their life type of thing. So there's a lot of Goodwill places down there. But we found one in particular when I did one of the early loads, and I thought, this is a good load to donate stuff. They had furniture that needed to be donated, and some of the Goodwill stores only take books. Most of them will take a lot of stuff, but, but some of them just won't take furniture. They don't have the space to put the furniture there. So they told me about one that's a big store, and they said, yeah, go take the furniture up there. And I, I took nine loads of stuff in the last 48 hours to a Goodwill store up there, and they took everything that I took them. Some of these around the country can be a little picky and say, no, we can't take that. It's got scratches on it or whatever. This was, by and large, really good furniture. It wasn't perfect, but it was really good. And those guys took everything that I took them. And every time I get a receipt. So I go back. I empty the truck. It costs me nothing. I go back to the house with the receipt. I give it to the gentleman. He's thrilled. And he knows that his dad's stuff is not getting tossed in the dump. That means something to him as well. One of the trips towards the end of yesterday, I took in a, a very heavy uh, kind of metal legs, glass tabletop, kind of stucco edge around the table type of, of table. It's like, almost like a dining room table um, that I took into to Goodwill. And... And then I went back and got another load and went back. And when I came back with the second load, there's a lady in front of Goodwill loading the table into her van. She had just bought the table for 110 bucks, And I just dropped it off an hour earlier. Okay. By the way, before I took the good stuff to Goodwill, I went to five different consignment stores. You know, Googled some, called up. They led me to one. I'm, yeah, go to these guys. Okay. Went to one called Posh Plum down in Sarasota that has kind of upscale furniture. They didn't really want the furniture because it was kind of the, the stuff was a little bit older style, a little bit too traditional. They referred me to another place. 
Iversons. I went to them. No, we don't have the room for it. Go check out this guy. I went to I went to the next guy, and I went to the next guy. I had five different places, and it just turned out that none of them could take this on consignment. If they would have, then all the better, because if they sell something, they'll send me a check, and then I'll send part of that check on to the customer. But that didn't work. But the point is, we tried it. So in the backup plan, plan B was we go to this Goodwill store, and those guys are taking everything that I drop off, and they're selling some of it within an hour, which is great. We didn't make money on it, but at least it ended up in the right place, and somebody bought it and, and found it and loved it. Those guys are terrific. I can't say enough good about this Goodwill store in Sarasota, Florida, that 1704 uh, Honore, H-O-N-O-R-E Street or Avenue is their location. They took everything, and they help you unload it, and they are just very friendly. And it is such a relief as a junk removal guy when you're out of town. The whole thing is, especially when you're making a bunch of runs in a small pickup or a full-size pickup truck, the trick is to get that sucker emptied so you can go back and do the next one, right? And I'm just going back and forth. All of these places that I went to are within 10 miles or less of where the house is. And it was just really slick and it allowed me to just make these runs back and forth and so you know day one and day two here i go just boom 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 back and forth getting this house emptied and it's uh it's getting to the point where it's work out pretty well i mentioned that i took a load of scrap metal when i go in i take all a, a kind of a look at the stuff there and i set aside pots and pans file cabinets toolboxes rakes shovels wire extension cords, any of that kind of stuff. I, I kind of set it off to the side. Once I have an, a, a truckload of stuff ready to go, then I'll do a run and I'll Google, you know, scrap metal yard in the area and go sell it to them. And that works out great. And uh, love that as well. Um, a quick comment about kind of where I was. I haven't really spent much time in Sarasota before. I went to Tampa one time, which I'll talk about in a, a subsequent radio show. I won a contest. Um, I don't know if you've ever, if you're one of those people that just kind of shakes their head and goes, man, I never win anything. I can tell you, I've won a few things in my life, and I can tell you a little bit about how I did it. Um, a little bit of brains on this one. I won't do it now, but then ended up with uh, my son and I getting uh, free tickets to go down and watch the Redskins play the Tampa Bucks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in an NFL playoff game a number of years ago. That was a contest that I won, and I'll tell you how I did that, but not today. We'll do that in a subsequent show. So my point is after going out on Tuesday all day and doing this, you know, running nonstop, I mean, I eat lunch in the truck on the way, you know, back and forth, getting this cleaned out, I'm, I'm, you know, what, five miles from the beach, the Gulf Coast, and I'm going, yeah, I wonder what's here. So I Google, you know, local beaches or something like that. There's a beach down there in Sarasota called Siesta Beach that on the list that I pulled up was ranked the third best beach in the United States. And apparently it's ranked number one. A lady who was there on the beach was talking to me the next day, and she said it's the, it's the top beach in the continental United States because of its pristine white sand. Well, that's five minutes from where I am. So at the end of the day, I'm doing all this junk removal stuff. I'm 
feeling good. I'm feeling fine. And I thought, I'm going to head to the beach. So I head over to Siesta Beach. It's free. There's no cost to park. And I just take my shoes off. I'm in shorts and a golf shirt anyway. Walk out on the beach. It is pristine. The sand is soft as advertised. It's beautiful. There's a bunch of people there. The water is warm. And here I am in Sarasota, Florida, getting paid to clean out a house. And at night, and I'm staying in the hotels for free. And at night, I'm out walking along the beach, just having a great time with this beautiful Gulf Coast water, you know, running on my feet and in and out of my toes. And I start picking up shells and just looking for stuff on the beach, right? I mean, it was just fabulous. So a big shout out to Siesta Beach in Sarasota, Florida, apparently the number one beach in the continental United States. And I was there the last two days and I highly recommend it. So I'm about two thirds of the way through my shout out list here. We're doing fine. We're two thirds of the way through the show and we're going to take a break here on the junk refund show. I'm going to come back and tell you more about how to get the junk out of your life in a lot of different aspects as well as out of your home, in this case, a condo in Sarasota, Florida, which was beautiful. We'll be back in just a moment. Have you ever hired one of those expensive junk removal companies, then wondered what they did with the stuff, especially the good stuff? At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we junk the junk. Recycle stuff like metal and wire. Donate items and get you receipts. And put up for sale the good stuff. And if it sells, you get some money back. Cynthia paid $375 for junk removal and got $3,200 back. Would you like to know how she did it? Tune in to the Junk Refund Show with your host, Alan J. Cook every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time to get the junk not only out of your home, but also out of your life. Welcome back to the Junk Refund Show. This is your host, Alan Cook, coming to you from North Bethesda, Maryland, after just landing a few hours ago at BWI Airport, Baltimore, Washington International Airport, blown up here from Tampa, where I was down there on Tuesday and Wednesday doing a house clean-out down in Sarasota, Florida, about an hour south of Tampa. Um, I got to tell you, it is kind of fun when you go down there. The, the, I don't know who the Palmer is. I wondered if this is Arnold Palmer, but it's probably somebody else. Palmer Ranch is apparently a very big area. And all these developments down there with these beautiful entrance entryways, waterfalls and palm trees and stuff, gated communities are everywhere. And I went into one, I can't even remember, I think it was called Turtle Rock where I was. I'm not even sure if that's right. I should have known that. But um, I went into this gated community. And as you pull through the security gate and you come to a little stop sign there, there's a little green warning sign right there. It says, caution, alligators in the area. Now, that gets your blood pumping. I mean, we don't see a lot of alligators in North Bethesda, Maryland, but 
I'm telling you, they're around in in Florida. I kept looking for them. I kept looking for like their little their little you know what eyes and top of their heads poking out of the water. All these ponds and little lakes and streams and whatever down there. I think I may have seen one or two poking their heads up out of the water as I was going around down there. But it does make your you know kind of stand at attention and. Uh, that sign gets your attention really quick. I always got a kick out of out of that when I pulled in and it said, you know, caution alligators in the area. I'm going, oh, okay, and that's this adds to the the joy of life. So here's a little bit just as a to kind of switch over to the relationship side of your life, um, which we all seem to have. I'm a single guy. I'm 65. I was married for 30 years to a great girl, and we have four kids. And then it just didn't work out. And I've been single for about 10 years. So I'm sitting on the number one beach in the United States, Tuesday and Wednesday nights. And I'm just kicking back. And as you can imagine, there are lots of people there uh, cruising around. And there is a, a young lady who I would have guessed just from my vantage point of where I was, I would guess she was like 30, 35, something like that. And she comes walking over with a, a bag of stuff for the beach sets it down on the ground about a hundred feet in front of me in between the water and me, the bag is there all by itself. She goes out into the water and just starts to, you know, kick around in the water, but then she starts to swim the backstroke going away from the beach. She sent it out to the buoy. And so I kind of thought, you know what, just, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just sitting here on the beach. I'm just going to keep an eye on this bag from a distance and just make sure Nobody comes over and bugs it. And I just decided to do that. I didn't need to. Nobody asked me to. But I thought, I'm just going to be a safety valve for her and just make sure this bag's safe and nobody bugs it. Well, nobody did. And she would swim around out in the water. She's a really cute girl. She's out there doing her thing, having a great time. And she eventually comes back, comes out of the water, grabs the bag, and then starts walking um, back towards the hotel area coming past me and I just said hey I enjoyed watching you swim out there I was kind of keeping an eye on your bag just for just for safety purposes or just for fun well that starts a conversation that went on for about 15 minutes she's doing most of the talking she is from Russia and has a great um, uh, what English accent I guess we're saying she her English was really impressive it was really good and she would just tell me all about her life and what she's done and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And she's really pretty, and but she's not in her 30s. I think she's in her mid-40s to maybe 50s, probably mid-40s, I guess. But she just looks young. And she's a pretty girl, and she's just there. And I just thought, oh, this is great. I get to talk to somebody while I'm down here. And I guess my point is it, it, it pays to open your mouth and say something sometimes, right? Otherwise, she just walks by and off we go. But I ended up with like a 15-minute conversation, asked her if I could take her photo. She's, she's not married, um, and I just asked her if I could take her photo because the sun was just getting ready to set. And she said, yeah, that's fine. She goes, just don't post it anywhere. I said, okay, I won't. But I took her photo, asked her for her phone number, and she says, well, I've got a boyfriend. And I went, okay, lucky guy. That's okay. And we talked for a little bit while longer, and it was just a delightful 15 minutes on the beach, sitting there talking to this really pretty girl that just was out swimming in the water, having a great time. 
Now, what guy who is single, who is 65, is not going to enjoy 15 minutes talking to a beautiful young lady who's just been out swimming on the swimming in the in the ocean, right, or in the Gulf of Mexico? Anyway, it was delightful, and I had a great time talking to her, and uh, it was just fun. So, made a new friend, didn't get a phone number, but that's okay. She's she's in a relationship already, but it was still fun to just talk to somebody, and she was telling me all about where she used to live and what she used to do. And she's only been in Sarasota for a couple of weeks. She moved there from St. Petersburg. She moved there from New York. I mean, she was telling me all about stuff. And so I guess my point is just sometimes um, saying hi to somebody is a great way to, you know, kind of not feel alone because people, people will, people will generally talk and will say hi and, and, um, it makes life even better, right? So, anyway, it was a it was a fun fifteen minutes to just talk to this this pretty gal who was there and it, on the beach. And I mean, that's a pretty good scenario, all things considered. So that was a blast. So on to shout out number seventeen, um, the grand finale of getting this condo cleaned out, which I did yesterday, is the china cabinet and a big dining room table. And a couple of couches that are there. Now, normally with two guys, you just pick up, you know, everybody grabs an end, you pick it up and you haul it out. But when you give a customer a discounted price, and when you're going to be flying out of town and renting trucks and stuff, you got to be careful about your expenses. So what I did do was when it came time to do the big stuff, this guy that, that was the client asked me a couple of times, you know, how are you going to get this big stuff? I mean, this is really heavy stuff. How are you going to get this? And... Um, I, I stopped in at Ace Hardware, which was about three miles from where I was doing the job, and for 30 bucks bought a four-wheel dolly, a little furniture dolly, a little rectangular thing you put on the floor. It's got four wheels on the corners, and you put a piece of furniture on it, and, it'll, and then you roll it out of the house. So I went back, and it was time to do the dining room table. I turned the dining room table upside down on the carpet. And then just slid it over to the tile floor, put the dolly on the tile floor, slid the table up onto the dolly, and rolled it out the front door and over and and stood it up on its edge and lifted it up into the truck. Um, Another trick in the junk removal business, if you use the tailgate of the truck to do half the lifting, then you don't need another guy. So you stand the dining room table up on its end tip it over a little bit so that the front legs are now up on the bed of the truck. And then you only have to lift half the table because the truck is holding up the other half physics, basically. So I loaded the table in there and it all came down to the, the creme de la creme was the China cabinet. Now, you know, we talk about China cabinets, glass shelves on this one. um, And it's most of these China cabinets are two pieces thank heavens, because otherwise it's a really big monstrosity. The top piece is usually sitting free standing on the bottom piece. And the only problem we had was there was a little kind of inexpensive chandelier type thing, light that was hanging down that was pretty close to the, to the uh, China cabinet. I told my buddy and my, my client that was there, I said, the only problem I've got is this thing. And he, and he asked me again, he's been curious for two days, how are you going to get this thing out of here? So he held the light back pulled it back to the side. I grabbed the top half of the China cabinet on one end and slid it down 
the bottom half of the cabinet, sliding it, you know, across horizontally until it's most of the way down at the opposite end. I then just rotate 90 degrees. So I'm now holding the china cabinet, the top part of the china cabinet, 80% of it is off its support, but the other 20% is still sitting up on the bottom half of the china cabinet. I then just slowly lower my end down to the ground so that the bottom of the piece that I'm holding is now on the floor and the top, the other half or the other side of that china cabinet is still leaning up against the bottom half of the china cabinet. Does that make sense? And so I'm just slide it down to one end, rotate it 90 degrees, and then set my end down on the ground. And you then have kind of a diamond-shaped top part of the china cabinet standing on one of the corners on the carpet. From there, it's easy. You just rotate it and set it down, and then it's down. That's the tough part. Then you slide it across the carpet, put it up on the dolly, and roll it out to the truck and put it up in the truck. Piece of cake. Come back in and get the second piece. The second piece is much easier. It's already on the ground. You just slide it over, put it on the dolly, roll it out to the truck, and you're good. So a shout-out to the folks at Ace Hardware. I took that china cabinet uh, back to my friends at Goodwill who are, you know, they've seen me like eight or nine trips, and so we're like on a first-name basis back there. Um, so I take back to them the china cabinet. It's all done. I, everything is done. The guy tipped me 40 bucks. He even called his wife. He said, hey, honey, come look. He's doing it. He's doing it. And he was he was quite impressed that I was able to get this out, I guess. But um, it's not that tricky if you just kind of use physics and a little bit of experience, I guess, and this dolly that cost me 30 bucks. So when we unloaded the china cabinet back at Goodwill, I just gave him the dolly because I'm now done. There's nothing else I need. I'm done with the job. Um, the guy has saved, excuse me, about 800 bucks on this job. Um, I got a $40 tip. Um, and at that point, at, on this is last night, so this is Wednesday night, about 6 or 7 o'clock. And, and a quick comment here, too. I had one last garbage run that needed to be made to the Sarasota County dump. The timing here is important because the dump closes at 5. You have to be there by 4.30. So I basically came down to one trip to the dump and two more trips to Goodwill. Goodwill stays open until 8. So do the dump run first, get that done, then just do the Goodwill runs. And at about 7 o'clock last night, I was done with everything. It, it, it was finished. And they were thrilled. I did a before and after video, which I'll post on the YouTube channel at 1-800-JUNK-REFUND. And you can see, I know you can see the job. You can see what happened. So at that point, and, and here's, here's another element of life that is kind of how I do it. And I think it's a good point to remember. Sometimes people get stressed out over not having stuff planned out enough in advance. I am not one of those guys. When I was 21, I went around the world in 80 days on Pan Am Airways, flying standby, went to 25 countries in 80 days, no tours, nothing planned in advance, and I made it home, right? So you kind of make your plans one step at a time. My point in saying this is that I didn't know 24 hours ago, yesterday afternoon down in Sarasota, Florida, I didn't know 
when I would be leaving to come back to get back home and what it's going to cost me, right? I didn't have my return flight. I, I didn't book it because I don't know when to take off because I can't take off until the job's done. So once the job's done at 7 o'clock last night, I pull out the phone and I look to see, you know, what are the options? And I'm looking for flights from Tampa back up to the Washington, D.C. area. Spirit Airlines has got one for 55 bucks, but you pay another 70 or $70 to put on a, a carry-on bag. I had a briefcase with me, and I had a backpack with me. So I'm going to pay you know, 53 bucks to fly, and then I'm going to pay 70 bucks to get the bag on the plane. So 120 bucks to get back from Tampa. American Airlines has flights going, a bunch of different flights going at $143. But I checked my, my, my Go Wild Pass on Frontier. That flight up to Baltimore is 30 bucks, But it leaves Tampa at 540 in the morning. Well, I just, but I get, because of my status there, I get a free carry on and I don't have to pay the extra money. So I went with the money option, paid 30 bucks, drove back up to Tampa, found a hotel to stay in last night using my Wyndham points and dropped the car off this morning at about four o'clock at the Tampa airport, hopped on the plane, flew me to Atlanta, four hour layover in Atlanta. I'm one of these strange guys who can go over in the corner of a gate at an airport and just lie down, put my backpack down as a pillow and just lie down on the floor and I can actually fall asleep. So to me, sometimes that's nirvana. I just get, oh, it's, I can't wait just to get to an airport and sleep. So I slept for a few hours this morning in Atlanta, came up uh, to Baltimore, landed there at about 1.30, grabbed a lift off of my phone, L-Y-F-T, which brings me back to my place here in uh, North Bethesda, and I walk in about 30 minutes before it's time to do the show. So how do you, I mean, isn't that amazing? That's just amazing to me that, that I can take my phone, I can say, okay, I need to go from this airport, you know, 30 minutes from here back, back home, and within three minutes, there's a driver there ready to pick me up in his clean car and drive me home. Isn't that amazing? And I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. I did film a, a testimonial from this client, which you ought to see. We'll put that on our YouTube channel as well. And also on Facebook, I give people a chance to just say, Hey, anything you want to say about our company or what we did, this guy did a brilliant job of this testimonial. When I dropped the truck off at enterprise, I'd actually kept it for half a day longer than I initially reserved it. But these guys don't charge you a two or don't hold a two hundred dollar deposit. It was one hundred and sixty seven dollars total for the for the truck, and it was the guy turned to me when I turned it in this morning. He goes, "You're all done. You're all set. One hundred sixty seven. It's all paid for. You don't owe us anything. Beautiful. Two and a half hours or two and a half days of this truck. It's all done. I fly Frontier back from Tampa to Washington D.C. for thirty dollars, thanks to the Go Wild Pass." I come on Lyft and book a, a ride back, uh, which gets me back to the hotel, which is about 60 bucks. That was the most expensive part of the trip was just getting back. But I did that just so I'd be back in time to do the radio show. If I hadn't done the radio show, I would have paid a whopping $5 to hop on a bus 
that would have driven me from the Baltimore airport back to a metro stop just a couple of blocks from my place, and that would have cost me five bucks, and it would have been a one-hour bus ride. But I didn't do that because I wanted to make sure I got back in time to do the radio show and not have to start it, you know, on a bus and then have to continue it, you know, walking or whatever, on a scooter or whatever, um, going a couple of blocks to my place. Now, quick point here in the last minute. Um, that's 22 shout outs to, to just different companies, people, organizations that made my life so much fun. Next week, I will be in Salt Lake City at Fan X, which is like the Comic Con of Salt Lake City. It is the largest convention in Utah. And my buddies are the CEO and brother, my brother, my buddy is the brother of the CEO of Fan X. Next week on this radio show, they have arranged for me to interview Quentin Aaron, who played the role of the, who was the star next to Sandra Bullock in the Blind Side movie, which has gotten a little bit of press recently because of some things that have happened out there. Quentin is going to be a, appearing at Fan X, and my buddies have arranged for me to have him as the guest on my show next week. So we'll talk to you about how to get the junk out of your life if you're six foot eight and you wear a size 23 shoe. This should be a lot of fun. This guy's not only a movie star, he's doing music as well. So join me next week. Thursdays at 3 o'clock Eastern, we're going to be interviewing Quentin Aaron, the star of the Blind Side movie. Hope you've enjoyed the show today. It's been a lot of fun. I'm going to catch my breath after being down in Tampa for a couple of days. But life is great, and I'm telling you, it's the best time in the world to be alive. Um, that's what I think. I'm having a blast with it. And hopefully this show today has talked about how to get the junk out of a bunch of different areas of your life, as well as your living room if you own a condo in Sarasota, Florida. See you next week. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Junk Refund Show, the longest running junk removal radio show on the air. Join us next week as we discuss innovative ways to declutter your home, your business, End your life using 20 years of junk removal experience. Find out why we give out free ice cream gift cards to our clients, too. In upcoming shows, we will explore how to get the junk out of your relationships, your spiritual life, your waistline, even your travel life. Plus, call in with questions and situations you would like some help with. At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we are committed to bringing the next generation of junk removal because not all junk is junk. See you next week on the Junk Refund Show every Thursday afternoons at 3 p.m. Eastern Time right here on BBS Radio TV.